0: I'm here with our executive editor, David Stenhouse, and our researcher, Monica Blair. Uh, And it's a rare opportunity to dig into, really, the, the behind the scenes, the backstory of backstory. David, I'll start with you. We managed to survive for almost 10 years without a backstory prize. Why a backstory prize in the first place?
1: Well, I joined the show this year in Backstory's 10th year, which is a big achievement for a show to to start off as a public radio show to make that successful transition to podcast. And so one of the things I did was I sat down with my colleagues and the producers to say, how do we mark this? What do we do? And we had a lot of conversations about the best way to mark 10 years. And what we concluded out of that meeting was well, what does Backstory do well? And I think what Backstory does is great history yeah. and we communicate that with a big audience. Yes. And so then the idea came, why don't we set up a prize to recognise the people who are doing the same kind of great mm-hmm. work that we try to do? Yes. You know, who are doing great research, new groundbreaking discoveries, and are helping focus that to a wide audience outside the academy. So drawing on the strengths of the academy, but communicating to a wider world. And so, you know, it was a short short little jump to come up with the idea that we should create the Backstory Prize to mark great public history that reaches a wide audience.
0: How did you narrow it down?
1: Well, I think that was the challenge, you know, and Monica does wonderful research for us in the show week by week, and so it was a task that I kind of passed on her and said, you know, (laughs) I would really like you to come up with a long list. And you came up with a great long list. I mean,
0: 100, I think, on that one. Yeah, just
2: over 100 entries.
0: He's looking at you, Monica.
2: So I'm Monica. I'm the researcher here at Backstory. And what I do is a lot of the research before the shows come out. So I write, you know, long 10-page preps about the directions the history is moving on a particular subject and this was really a do kind of prep for me in that I wasn't just thinking about the history of a particular subject but i was thinking about the history of public history how do we put history out into the world how do we make it seen and known and certainly I think backstory itself is an effort at this to try and move what we learn and know outside of the classroom into people's cars and houses and gyms as they work out and listen. Wherever they're trapped. Yeah, whatever, wherever they're trapped and looking for something else to listen to. And so what I really did for this is I started thinking about What is public history? What kind of forms can it take? And so, certainly, podcasts were on my list, um, but I also thought about movies, museum exhibits, plays, all sorts of different kinds of ways of reaching the public in, in ways that are really engaging and novel. And so then once I had a sort of broad list of categories, I started really digging into things that have been produced in the last year in that particular mode. So for instance, with museum exhibits, I I started out thinking about some big names, right? The Smithsonian exhibits, um, museums in California and Chicago and big cities. But then I also tried to capture some of the sort of smaller, more grassroots work as well. Um, And some of these exhibits get a lot of press, so they get in academic journals of public history or they get reviewed in the New York Times or the Washington Post. But some of these smaller exhibits uh, don't necessarily get that kind of press. But I think that both levels do really important work um, on the ground and in the world at large for enhancing our understanding of history and of our world today.
0: So, Monica, you got a close look at roughly 100 projects Give us a sense of the the range and which ones really stood out to you.
2: Well, the range was quite large. And so with films, you have things like Mudbound. For podcasts, you have Nikki Hemmer's A12, which spoke to me on a really personal level, being from Charlottesville and UVA. In terms of exhibits, of course, we highlighted big national projects, but I also really loved a project by the students at the University of Missouri, Kansas. Yeah, They had a public history class that made a project on the making of LGBTQ history in Kansas City. And I thought this was a wonderful example of the way that students themselves can also be producers of really great public history.
0: I agree with that and they they sure pulled off a professional product.
2: They really did and they had a traveling exhibit and a great website that you can check out yourself.